0: Hope is so meaningful to us all, especially to those of us suffering. So why do we often misunderstand its meaning and lose hope in difficult times? We'll talk about it today on the Altar Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the Altered Podcast. We know suffering is an unplanned and unfortunate part of life, and we hope that you are choosing to allow God to use the very suffering that has altered your life to radically alter you into looking more like Jesus. Thanks for joining us in a two-part series on hope titled, In the Meantime. In today's episode, we will talk about the meaning of biblical hope in contrast to its common use. And after we talk about its meaning, we will then talk about what hope means for us. Next month, in part two of In the Meantime, we will talk about how not to lose hope, how to keep on hoping and waiting for God after we've been hit with disappointment after disappointment, suffered letdown after letdown. Right now, for all of us who are waiting for God to show up and do something and act on our behalf, what can we do in the meantime to avoid the things that threaten our hope and at the same time, what can we do to strengthen our hope? This is ultimately what this series will be about. First, though, we need to know exactly what hope is. Most people use the word hope as wishful thinking. They use the word with no real basis for believing that what they are hoping for will actually come about. An example is a Hail Mary pass at the end of a football game. The quarterback drops back. The receivers haul tail down the field. The quarterback throws the ball to the end zone. And while the ball hangs in the air as if in slow motion, you hope your team will pull the ball down for the win. The desire for your team to pull the ball down for the win is there, but there's no real confident expectation that they will. You think there's a chance, but you don't get your expectations up very high because the odds are against you. Biblical hope is desire and expectation together. If you're missing either desire or expectation, it is not biblical hope. I had a professor in seminary say, You desire to win the lottery, but you don't really expect to win. And you expect to pay your taxes, but you don't really desire to pay your taxes. Hope is desire and longing mixed with anticipation and expectation for something God has promised to come. I have heard faith is trusting in the promises of God in the present and hope is trusting in the promises of God for the future. Another way to describe hope that I've heard is the present enjoyment of a promise still yet to come. So right now, in the meantime, while we are waiting for God to come through on our behalf for whatever it is we're trusting Him, for whatever it is we're hoping, We wait with a longing while expecting God to come through any day. Another misunderstanding when it comes to hope other than meaning is the object of what we are hoping for. Remember, hope isn't just desire. It has to have expectancy with it. Our expectancy comes from the fact that God has promised us. We can expect it because he cannot and will not lie. If God hasn't promised us something in his word, how can we then expect him to do that something which he never promised to do? So how do we hope when God hasn't explicitly promised to heal our marriage, to heal the cancer, to heal the depression or anxiety? When he hasn't explicitly promised us something to hope for in his word, then we hope in his character. I will give you an example from Psalm 91, verses 14, 15, and 16, which says, Because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high, because he has known my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue and honor him. With a long life, I will satisfy him and let him see my salvation. This verse does not guarantee me that God will deliver me out of whatever catastrophe I find myself in. This verse does not promise me that one day I will be set on high above all my problems. This verse does not mean he will rescue me. Maybe the cancer takes me, and there is no long satisfying life. I am not promised to see salvation from my suffering, which I am undergoing. But. This verse does reveal the character of God that I can put my faith and hope in. I know from this verse that God can deliver the one who loves him, that God can set securely on high those who know his name, that God can answer prayers as we ask of him. God can rescue and honor and give to me a long and satisfying life, and God can show me his salvation in any and in every impossible situation. So I can put my hope in a God who can do all these things, even though he has never promised to do these things specifically for me. And by putting my hope in God, I am neither disappointed if he chooses to do or not do these things for me. So now that we've seen the difference between biblical hope and hope as a fingers crossed, wishful thinking type of hope, what does biblical hope mean for us? We desire the promises of God because they are good for us. And we expect the promises of God because our hope is tied to God who promised, and cannot lie, to perform them. Hebrews chapter 6 verses 19 and 20 says that our hope is like an anchor, extending from Jesus presently in the heavenly temple, fastened all the way to our soul. This is what the verses say. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast, and one which enters as a forerunner for us having become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Our hope is sure and steadfast. Our hope is an anchor because our hope is Jesus himself. Instead of thinking of a ship anchored downward in a storm, think of your soul being anchored upward. No matter how hard life slams against you, no matter how tired you are, hit after hit, wave after wave, No matter how violently you are tossed back and forth, you are securely fastened to the one who will never let you go. Like anchors hidden in the deep, our anchor is hidden in heaven and has gone as a forerunner for us, having become a high priest forever. In the Old Testament, the high priest only entered the most holy part of the temple behind the veil once a year on the Day of Atonement, or Yom Kippur. He did this to intercede on behalf of God's people. Behind the veil was where the presence of God resided and therefore was the most holy place. It was so holy that they fastened a rope to the priest, extending out to the others, so if the holiness of God killed that priest, they would be able to pull him out through the veil. We too are fastened securely to our high priest, who is our hope, not so we can pull him out but so he can pull us through to himself. So what does biblical hope mean for us? Our hope is not a wishful thinking, but it is sure and steadfast, intrinsically fastened to Jesus himself, who is able to form all he promised to us who believe in him. Hope, then, for us means confidence in Jesus. Isaiah confidently wrote, For from days of old they have not heard, or perceived by ear, nor has the eye seen a God besides you, who acts in behalf of those who wait for him. Isaiah 64, 4. God acts on behalf of those who wait for him. There is no other God besides him who does this for you. This is why our hope is in the person of Jesus, the person who made the promises and is able to come through. You will find no other God, no other substance, no other toy, no other possession, nothing that will act as an anchor for your soul like Jesus. So what have we learned? First, hope is not a wishful thinking. Hope is not a Hail Mary in the final seconds of a game. Hope is desire and expectation together. We desire many things and we don't expect to receive them, and we expect Many things to happen. Well we don't desire them to happen. Hope is desire and expectancy together. Hope is eagerly expecting and anticipating what God has promised to come to those of us who believe. Second, because God is trustworthy to perform all that He promised, right now in the meantime, before we get to experience His promises, our hope is intrinsically fastened to Him. What this means for us is that we have a high priest and anchor. Who does not move, he does not enter behind the veil once a year only to exit. We are fastened to this anchor, not so we can pull him out when things go sideways, but so he can pull us through to himself when life overwhelms us. We may be tossed one side to the other, we may be moved up and down, pushed and pummeled, but we will always be pulled forward through the storm, because right now, In the meantime, while you wait, your soul is securely fastened to the immovable anchor, Jesus.